antifreeze. Don't drink that. Why? Because it'll kill you. Oh. This message brought to you by the United States Department of Condescending Paternalism. Welcome to the Thunderbrew Distillery here in Karanos Dunmore. Dust off your favorite drinking mug, order a pint of Rhapsody Malt and settle in. It's time for another round of Tavern Cast with your hosts Cromley, Aloysius Karg, and Kernpater. We'll bring you tools, tips, tales, and tricks from the great world of Warcraft. Welcome to TavernCast for the week of September 12th, 2005. This is Aloysius, Cromley, and Kernkater. And we are down one yep. in the Man team down. this week. Man down. Gnome down. No, tango down. Yeah, gnome <laughs> down. down, that's right. Gnome, gnome down. down. Gnome yeah. overboard. Karg is uh, taking a Karg vacation this us. week. Yeah. Um, so send your flames to Karg in the forums. So there'll be no Ask Karg section. No. Well, we could do it anyways. Answer how we think he would answer. I'll just have to like throw my voice or something. <laughs> WTF noob? Strange and <laughs> muttered and <laughs> rambling. <Yeah>. Haters. <laughs> You're such a paladin. You suck. Paladin bright. Whatever. Whatever, RPer. This week's tavern cast is brought to us by Unibrow's Ephemere beer. It's ale brewed with apple juice, coriander, and caraco. Ooh. Ooh. Cheers. Good. Cheers. Tastes a lot like Granny Smith apples with... With more beer and alcohol. With more beer and alcohol. It's really good, though. I like it. It's really light, actually. Yeah. It's good for... It's really hot outside. Outside the Tavern Cat Studios. So <laughs> it's actually a beer. Extra bedroom. In yeah. Dunborough. <laughs> it's 91 degrees in Dunborough. <laughs> so anyways, we want to thank the uh, people who have donated to us in the last Drink. week. Drake. <laughs> Drake. <laughs> By the way, we have a little game going here, which is every time one of us begins a, oh, a segment sentence. or something, a sentence with so, we have to take a drink. Or says, sir says, um... So, um, anyways... Anyways. Yeah. It's the Tavern Cast drinking game. Play along. Pour some beer, and every time we say so, anyways, um, or uh, drink. Take a drink of your favorite beverage. Yeah. Not, if you're under 21, don't drink beer. Right. Anyways. Yeah, we want to thank all the people who donated to us. Like we said in our uh, little short message we're forwarding all the donations that come in um for the next little while to the uh red cross for help with the katrina recovery and we had donations this time from bertris and patrick so we want to thank you guys for helping us out and helping out the red cross yep and, thanks guys uh, ladies and gentlemen my mother thanks you my father thanks you my sister thanks you and i thank you keep keep them coming because we, we have the mixer board now and we're just trying to get it set up and working and hopefully soon we'll have Better sound quality and special guests and all that goodness. Mm-hmm. Coming soon. Coming soon. And also, forms. we want to uh, have people Drink. check out our website. <laughs> Did I say it? You said yes, you said it. Oh, so, uh, all right. <laughs> I'm running out of beer already. <laughs> I'm going to go get us another one while you're doing that. Just bring the big Oron keg in here. She's bringing the keg, guys. This is going to be a long one. <laughs> Look at this thing. It's gorgeous. It's like a turquoise color, and then it's got the Oberon sun on the front of it and bells. We For those of you who aren't from Michigan, Bell's beer is fantastic. Could somebody move this? Yeah, we can put it up on a forum. Yep, we'll take a picture of it. It's by cool the way, the uh, the snack of the show is brought to you by yeah. Stouffer's Cheap Ass Lemon Sandwich Cookies, which were two for a I buck. I don't think Cheap Ass is part of the name, though. Um, no, I added that. Oh, okay. Yeah, two for a buck, but they didn't have enough yeah. to get two for a buck we so were going to have uh, we were going to have the beef jerky that we talked about on the forums but we didn't have time to get a any. certain somebody who's not here 
didn't show up with the beef jerky, so we're blaming it on Karg. <laughs> well, I'll go pick some up. We'll, we'll have ostrich jerky next week. We also want to encourage listeners to check out our website at www.taverncast.com. Uh, sign up for our forums. There's lots of... You also want to... Oh, i got to take a No, the for, I think our forums uh, make the official World of Warcraft forums. Our forums are very pale in comparison. high quality. Our forums are But my point is that's not the highest target to shoot for, beating the Blizzard forums. True, no. but I'm just saying, oh, if yes. you want a, a real World of Warcraft discussion that doesn't have a bunch of hey, you Knowledgeable suck. and friendly. Our there forum people no rock. Yep. Our forum people are awesome. So, yay you. Except for that one guy on the forum. What's his name? Azros? <laughs> that Azros, Azros guy. guy. What? How many times a day does the guy post? It's not like he's, you know, got another podcast or something and he's or trying to pinch a job away. or something. I don't know. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, thanks to uh, Azros slash <laughs> Brian of Gamecast Online for having us on a second show. Um, we were on there. Drink. <laughs> Actually, let's not go. No, we can do that. No, whatever. Um, damn it. <laughs> That's two you owe me. Pound it. No. <laughs> Brian's got a great show at Gamecast Online. Uh, he's on his third show now. And he did his last show on Star Wars Galaxies. We were on the week before. Uh, yeah, briefly. A, in fact, we owe him a, a better recording because we had some problems. Yeah, we were having again. some Skype connection issues, yep. both on his end and ours, and weren't able to finish the show. But uh, we got on a little bit, so if you go back to his second show, you can check it out. Yeah. You can see his, or listen to his cast at www.gamecastonline.com. And go over to his forums there and let him know you like the show. It's pretty cool. Yep. And the last show was good. I listened to it. It was kind of funny. Listening about Star Wars Galaxies. I never played Star Wars Galaxies, and I don't think I'll ever start. <laughs> no, the way those guys made it sound, that it was I feel sorry just... for the Galaxies people. Oh, yeah. they. I mean, they. it's like it was a love-hate thing. Yeah. They, love... Well, they love Star Wars, and they hate everything else about it. I didn't, I didn't hear what was the <laughs> summation of it. Basically that the game is really broken badly. Yeah. Why? It's it's a long discussion, but in almost every way conceivable. <laughs> you're not you're not used to this, but this is very common with MMOs. Mm. So you're lucky can, that you your first feel, MMO was Warcraft. I'm pretty spoiled. And when, they, yeah. when people talk about Star Wars Galaxies, you can just feel the pain because they so want it to be good. We you know, did too. Because they're big Star Wars fans. Yeah. And when it came just, out, I remember not. reading reviews, and it was like that could be such a cool game. But yeah. But when I saw the company that was making it, I said, I'm not doing it. Who made it? Burent. Sony. Sony. Yeah. Which did EverQuest. Which did EverQuest. Matrix. And I didn't much care for Oh, Matrix EverQuest. was pretty bad. Matrix has already been bought yeah. up and being... A program note, Level Up as a section is going to be changing formats a little bit in future shows. We're going to try to go a little bit quicker, uh, cover some of the instances and basics about things that happen in later levels just to try to get you into it a little bit faster. All right, and uh, we also want to talk quickly about... Um, <laughs> something that we're going to be doing here with uh, World of Warcast, which is we are going to all start playing on Whisperwind together. So, if you're looking to make a new character, I mean, we don't expect you to stop leveling up your main character on some other server or whatever, but, you know, it might be fun now and then to uh, play a bit together on Whisperwind, and we're thinking we'll set up a Ventrilo server, we can all chat together, we'll set up a guild. We don't know all the specifics yet, but go on over to Whisperwind, make yourself a low-level Horde character, and when the time comes, you'll be ready to join in. There's a bunch of us already on there, too. Uh, I'm yep. there, and Krom is there. there. Yep. Uh, Karg has got a character up there. Yeah, Karg TC, I think. He's Brian there. from Gamecast Online has got a character up there now. Cool. And I think Starman said he had started one, yeah. right? Yeah, Starman has a character there, a rogue. Um, I don't know about Linian. And uh, that's also the uh, the server that Starman and Linian both play on all the time, so 
that'll help us get the guild going quickly. We won't have to all level up and try and put together the money. And it's a problems. PvE server, so those of you on RP servers that may not like uh, PvP, you can come there and still feel like yes. you're half there. And yeah. the same thing for the it's PvP nice players between the two. Yeah. So. What I think I'm and the key is that it's <clears throat> horde, so roll a horde character. Yeah. And I think what I'm going to do is, and I'll talk more about this in out of character this week, but I think I will go ahead and create an RP channel. So those of us who want to RP uh, on Whisperwind, we can do that. So as th as time goes on and we get more organized with that, I will let you know and we'll we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. Once the guild is set up, we'll put out a call for people who are interested in joining the guild up on the forums. Probably yeah, we're going here to, in World uh, of Warcraft or World of Warcast. Yeah, we're going to try and restrict it to people who only only to people who listen either of the podcasts. Registered forum users, yeah, basically. Basically. So another reason, go to www.taverncast.com and sign up for the forums, because that's how you'll find out what the uh, secret password is to <laughs> get, into, get into our secret club. It's mecha like a high mecha hiney ho Yeah, and you Can better you spell, spell it right. It's, actually, I thought it was mecha like a high mecha hiney ho 4 yeah. <laughs> Next no? week it'll be okay. mecha like a high mecha chiney ho <laughs> And ten points to whoever can tell me what TV show that came from. Really? Really. That it came from a show? Yes. Sounds familiar. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. Really? Really. I have no idea. What is it? You'll have to just log on to the forums and find You're out. You're going to have to find out, Eloy. Okay, what do people get if they actually answer that question? Ten points. She already said that. Ten points towards I will what? Think, I, I will know. think of something. <laughs> Ten I will points, think. man. You'll have to send me, send me <clears> a... a uh, here we go. If you can tell me what TV show that came from, send me an email to kerncatare at yahoo.com. And I will send you something. Something. You don't know what it is. Spam. Spam. Viruses. We'll send you something. If Kern Gutierrez sends you a .exe file, just go ahead and open it. You yeah. can trust her. I wouldn't know how to upload it. I'm not that savvy on the internet. No, seriously. You can tell me what show that is. Kern Gutierrez at yahoo.com. And I'll send you something. And I'll let I'll let you guys know next week who, uh, who got the special prize. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to get on Google and find out tonight so I can get the special prize. <laughs> yeah, special. 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 So I want to make an addendum to the last show's final Making Money in the World of Warcraft by request of a couple of people up on the forums that were asking a, a specific question about something specific. Get it? Specific about That's something. That's why they say That's why it's right called now. specific. So specifically, nice. I'd like to specifically oh, talk about is. Timmy's Kitten. <laughs> Timmy's kitten is a rare pet that you can get in Stormwind. That, what drink? I'm just. I have, there's a bad joke there, and yeah, I'm not no, going to bring I it know. out because I think this is a PG. Cast. Yeah. So, getting back to the point, Timmy's kitten is this rare little white kitten pet that you can buy off of a little kid named Timmy that runs around Stormwind at various times during the day. And th there are better places. Actually, if you go to Gamecast Online and listen to Brian's last or his second show, he talks in detail about some of the hidden quests in the World of Warcraft, yep. and that will tell you specifically how you go find Timmy's kitten. Uh, but at any <laughs> rate, people were asking about, can, you know, do you make any money off of selling rare pets? And the answer is yes, you can. And I've done it quite a few times actually. There are three pets that I recommend you doing this with if you're going to try it. One is Timmy's kitten. That's where this whole conversation started out with. Timmy's kitten sells for I think it's sixty silver, uh, and if you take if you buy the cat for sixty silver and put it up on the auction house in the alliance side, you'll usually get a, between three and five gold back for it. If you put it on the gadgets and auction house, Timmy's kitten will go from anywhere from eight to fifteen gold, uh, depending on what the market is. 
there are two other pets that either Horde or Alliance can both farm, and those are the Crimson and Emerald Whelplings. The Crimson Whelplings are in the wetlands in an area, and you've got to farm a ton of Whelplings to get the thing to drop. Uh, and the same is true for farming the Whelplings in the Swamp of Sorrows, up in the corner right near the entrance to it. There's a bunch of Emerald Whelplings, and you farm those guys, and eventually you'll get a tiny Emerald Whelpling pet. So both the tiny Crimson Whelpling and the tiny Emerald Whelpling pets that you get for farming them will sell for anywhere from 40 gold all the way up to 80 gold. Wow. They're, they're immensely rare, and they're very popular with people. So those three pets are, are a good addition to making money if you've got the time to go out there and grind and do it. I was running through Stormwind oh, about three weeks ago, and I ran a, I bumped into Timmy. Oh, and I was so bummed because I only had 40 silver. Mm. I had just sold all this stuff, and I just bought all this stuff, and I <laughs> only had a little bit of money, and I was thinking, oh, God, here's the white cat, and I can't buy it. I have bought that kitten probably six times now, and every time I've got it, I've sold it and probably <clears throat> made triple the amount of, at least... You know, so the, basically Timmy's running like a little kitten farm somewhere in Stormwind. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's always telling you it's the only one I've got, please find a home, but he's a yeah. little schemer. <laughs> so Cromley, what have you been doing this week? Uh, pretty much this week I've been focusing on trying to get some money together to get my epic mount. Um, trying to do Alltrack Valley, but the queues have just been terrible lately. I think I was I, I waited for two hours to get in, and, into, and I got into a game that had been going on for five hours. I played for two more hours, and the game still wasn't over, and I quit. Wow. So I'm, I'm still shooting on getting up my rank in uh, the PvP guild, you know, the PvP rankings and getting all that cool stuff. But Well, I haven't had much time to do much the last couple weeks. Classes started for me. I'm working, and so I wasn't on a whole lot. But I am level 25 now. Yay Ooh. me. I've been working more on my fishing. I had one of my guildmates take me to a... take me through a bunch of quests in Ashenvale, clear a bunch of stuff off my quest log, and now I have this really, really cool lantern I can hold. It's pretty What wicked. do you do with it? I've seen people with that. What do you do with it? It just, it, it gives you, like, plus three stamina or plus three intellect or something. It's just an offhand thing? It's just, just an offhand lantern. thing, and then I, I wield a dagger in the other hand, which, of course, doesn't do squat for damage, but it's it looks cool running around with this lantern in your hand. This is an Ashenvale quest? Yeah. Huh. Makes me think of, like, Florence Nightingale, you know, the whole carrying a lantern through to, like, people. It was kind of cool since, you know, I play healer, and I've got the lantern, and I'm like, Cool. Well, I'm, I primarily work on getting my epic mount quest done, and while I'm not there yet, I am one quest completion away, and no more money down <laughs> anymore, away from getting the mount. So I have to make one more trip to the final paladin uh, quest to get the mount, which is in uh, Scalamance. Or Scalamance, Scalamance, yeah. yeah. And uh, it looks to be pretty darn tough, based on, on what I'm reading. It should be cool, and I'm looking forward to it, riding a little bit faster. So that plus running a bunch of instances this week is pretty much what I've what I've done. Cool. Yeah. Oh, and I got my first piece of epic armor. Oh my yeah. First, you not got... epic, but my first set item. What's that stuff called again? Shadowcraft. Shadowcraft. I got my Shadowcraft pants. I was very excited. He wasn't wearing any pants, so the fact that he I had usually any... don't wear any pants. So. Yeah. He's like the pantsless robe. Yeah. I'm it's not looking like my... under the table. <laughs> this kind of like my uh, the rouge of pantsless love. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a whole new meaning to backstab. I am to leap. <laughs> yeah, so I got that, and uh, I looked into buying the uh, the one piece of Shadowcraft you can actually buy in the auction house, but it's actually worse than the stuff I already have, so I don't... Uh, actually, I kind of changed my mindset a, a bit, although I don't know how long this will last, but I'm kind of interested in getting the set pieces now for Lightforge, 
I'm at least tinkering with the idea. We'll see how long I stick with it. It depends on... Probably not that long. Yeah, it depends on <laughs> how painful it is continuing to run the instances to get the stuff. Huh. I'm just looking forward to being able to ride a animal because I've never had a mount, so... I've never, ever You were oh so close, and then you stopped. Yes, I did. A few levels away, and then blamo. Okay, in the news. The news. The news. The news. The news. Well, there's a lot of stuff in the news, actually, this time around. Maybe it's just because we've been off for a week, but it's also because Blizzard has actually announced a whole lot of reasonably significant things. Along with the rumors that are floating around out there that about what's going to be in Blizzard's upcoming expansion. They haven't announced anything official yet, but mm-hmm. those rumors are fast and furious now as they get a little bit closer to the fall. What Blizzard did announce this week is the battle plan for the future content going up through patch 1.8. But some of the things that they talked about in their battle plan for the future here uh, that includes <clears throat> stuff in 1.7, 1.8, and beyond is they're, they're introducing a lot more mid-sized raid dungeons and that's kind of like when we talked about Zulgurub a couple mm-hmm. weeks back. For 1-7, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and also the opening of Ankaraj, which is an instance inside Solithus. Right now, Solithus is divided into two parts. There's a northern and a southern. Northern isn't even all that really populated now, but southern's closed off. And I think one of the neatest parts in the game where they've got a... Have you guys been down there to see it? I've never been to Solithus. They have a... Uh... Well, there's not very many quests that even bring you up in there at this point, but... If you explore around where Ankaraj is going to be in the southern part of Solithus, there's a, a wall that's decaying and sand is literally running down through the cracks in it mm-hmm. and spilling over. And there's a like a old Cenarian Circle elvish magical seal on it that is all corrupted and breaking and there's uh, vines growing through it and you can see it stressing and flaking off. So something, something desperately wants to come out of the southern part of Solithus and we're soon to find out what that is. Also, because people really like Solithus a lot, and, and that would include me, I th- thought it was one of the neater quest lines in the game, was what's going on in Solithus. The Blizzard people are putting together major Solithus quest and storyline updates for 1.8. Uh, so that's probably going to put together all kinds of answers to questions. And I, I mean, I think what's happening is like a little invasion, because you see the little Solithus bugs, mm-hmm. and they're, they're spreading out from that area. Yeah. So They're in Angoro, and they're in Tenaris. Yeah, so it's really cool, and it's, I'm glad to see that they're going to continue that. They're going to be adding new world raid encounters with dragons. A bunch of different dragons are going to be added throughout the world in different places. Uh, cool. Kind of like Azurgos um, sure. is now, and not well. I, they didn't say Anksha's an instance. These are going to be world raid, so they're going to be um, out in the open. Azurgos is like... in uh, Ashara. That's the one Karg took on a couple weeks ago. Okay. So a couple more dragons out in the world. Also, more world events are on the way, and one in particular they talked about is a Halloween event. Well, they had a Christmas event, so that makes sense. Yeah, So, and they had that Children's Week or whatever a couple couple months back that really didn't amount yeah, to much. Yeah, I don't remember much about that. That was at the Neverland Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> the Neverland Ranch instance. <laughs> okay, well. I'll take a window seat. <laughs> Oh man, there's more quests and events at the Darkmoon Fair coming. That's good. Yeah, they need to thicken that up. Yeah, it it was all right, but it it definitely didn't have enough. I'm just waiting for it to come back to Elwyn so I can actually go there. Oh yeah, and I've people who don't play on PvP, you can't go to the the fair when it's on the other side, on the other continent or whatever. Well, you can. You can, but you're gonna get ganked. I suppose it happens in PVE and RP also, but 
it's it's really bad. On yeah. Actually, on the RP server on Scarlet Crusade, there was a ton of horde in Elwyn Forest. Really? And they were all dancing and having a good time. Nobody was flagged. It was really kind of weird looking because you'd walk around and there was just a, somebody walking guy with dancing a dancing horde everywhere. with a blue with a blue <laughs> name and it's an undead guy and I'm going what's going on but I forgot the fears. It is pretty funny because Cromley and I started playing these new characters on Whisperwind on the horde side. There was some level 60 super elite paladin over there with his yeah, white horse gear his, and his uh, epic mount and yeah. everything else. And running through the town. Probably and I, <laughs> levels what is like 9 and <laughs> we attacked 10. Him. <laughs> we attacked him, yeah. <laughs> we were like, we, we come from Manor Off. <laughs> he told us to shoo and yeah. flee. I don't think he even noticed that him. we attacked him. But no. Anyway. no. He dispatched us pretty pretty quickly. I don't think he even noticed that he killed us. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of backed over us or something. <laughs> it was it was kind of an interesting thing to be even attempting to kill a paladin because, you know, usually. You're so Uber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, here's one for you, Cromley. There's major updates coming to Alterac. Yeah, I saw that. That's much, much needed. Yeah, Actually, lower player launch today. requirements. So they're going to go from 30 players to 20 to get the thing started. Improvements in the queue system so that you can get in a lot faster and it won't be so bad. And they're also going to make the matches go faster. They said so the way that yeah, they're going to try to get them to go needed. faster is they're going to balance terrain. Uh, they're going to try to yeah. s- streamline the quests. They're you know do some things to try to speed it up a little bit. That's people good. are complaining it's, of six or seven just, hour matches. Well, and, and the thing is, is you, well, we're, we're going to talk more about this one later in the show. We talk about Alltrack Valley, the problems with it. But yeah, they definitely need some changes to it. So that's good. Yep. I'm looking yep. forward to it. So the other last thing there is the possibility of siege weapons being added in the future. Cool. And they didn't elaborate at all. They just said maybe. So they're working that's on it. interesting. Another one was the possible addition of non-instanced capturable objectives in various zones to encourage PvP. So it would be kind of like maybe like the Stranglethorn chest event where the chest shows up and then people have to fight out for it. it. So they're saying there's what they what they noticed was is that they made battlegrounds and all the PvPing that say was going on between places like Terran Mill and South Shore all the time. They lost that. Well, I think it's picking up though as as the queues have been such a problem. People go out and PvP while they wait. Yeah, it's not like the old days though, where no. it was. See, which I, may or may not be good, but you know. No, I don't. I don't think it necessarily is good. But if they do it like this, where they have like an object somewhere out in the yeah. hinterland somewhere, where there hardly anybody goes, and you have to go out there to fight, so it's mm-hmm. away from the towns, that'd be all right. Yeah. And if you can capture them and hold them, that's pretty. Yeah, cool and if too. there's some benefit to doing that. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it would be. Maybe just even if it's just reputation. Even if it's just bonuses. bragging rights, so you yeah. hold it and keep it for. Yeah. You know, two days or whatever. Well, I still think they should do that with all the cities, but you know. We won't go there. Dream on. (laughs) That would be cool. Yeah. Stormwind gets taken over. Talent improvements are also continuing for all classes. Uh, They said that some are already done. They feel like warriors and hunters have already been improved upon and may not get revisited for a very long time. Uh, Druids and paladins are next in line and currently being worked on, with the rest sort of spilling over at a later date. Wait, wait. Who did you tell me was at the bottom of the list? Rogues. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Rogues and warlocks are actually near the bottom. See, Card, since you're not here, I'll say haters. Haters. Uh, details about hero classes and the expansion of the actual game will be unveiled at BlizzCon. When is that? It's in November, I November? think. November? Yeah. Yeah. Now, a month or two. We away. were having a small discussion about what hero classes are before the game, and we, we don't know. They haven't really yeah. released it, but for the sake of people that have no idea what a hero class might be, why don't you tell them what they were in EverQuest? So well, from what I understand, it. I never played EverQuest when the hero, quest, hero levels came out. As I recall from reading about it when the dude came out, even though I wasn't playing at the time, I never got anywhere near, 
basically they were something that you could do when you hit the highest level. If it's too bad Karg's not here, because I'm sure he would know all about it. But um, and you could choose a hero class, and I, I believe maybe there are one or two combos or options based on your class you started out with, and then you just kind of morphed into this new class that was only available to level 60s, and it gave you you know new powers and capabilities mm. and things like that. And uh, I don't know if you leveled it up. It, it I, I just don't know that much about it. So. So it could potentially, if Blizzard does it right, it could make it so that you could become like an Arthas kind of super paladin or a super warrior yeah, or a super yeah, mage something. like Jaina yeah. Proudmore or whatever. Yeah, I don't. I mean, who, that's probably why they're still talk, thinking about it. So yeah. I don't know how you're going how they're gonna do it. Well, I remember them talking about hero classes from the very inception of it before beta even came out. Yeah. That was one of the things listed as where they were gonna go. So it's part of that end game content that. Yeah, that people have said is a little lacking. Yeah, so. for a long time they've been talking about it, so yeah. we'll have to see what they what they talk about at BlizzCon. I'm also really interested to see what the expansion is, because mm-hmm. you hear a lot of rumors about what's coming. Yeah, new, and new races, new... New races. Did they say anything about new classes? They did not. Oh. I know some of the things they've talked about with the expansion are places like Northrend, the Emerald Dream, and Out, Outland, I think it's called. Is that right? Outlands? Outlands, I think, is where the... I don't know. Horde, you know me. I'm all over the lore. The orcs came <laughs> from. Uh, so that's what's through the Dark Portal, I believe. I, wouldn't that be called Orkland, then? Orkland? Maybe With, like, a Ferris was. wheel and... <laughs> gnome dogs. No ganking. Zub, zub, you get on Ferris wheel. Come on, wheel. Blizzard. Where's our Orkland amusement park? More work? <laughs> what is it? So I know... Here's a couple little little things... A lot of people have sort of tossed around since the beginning of the game. When you get a tabard, why is it when you wear a robe the tabard is tucked in? You know, you've got if you're say you're a yeah, you know you've got the pants. Well, you haven't noticed because you probably never wore a robe. I know mm-hmm. you probably have. If you wear if you wear pants, the the tabard comes down like through your midsection and hangs down to your knees or so. But if you've got a robe on. The middle section that hangs down your knees is gone, and it's like tucked into the bottom of the robe. Oh, which you know looks why really it is. Strange. It's because the people who wear the cloth need it as a diaper. Goes under. That's it. That's there the official go. Blizzard explanation. Oh, kiss my ass! <laughs> kiss my ass! Honey, this is a a, a PG rated show, yes. so they actually it would be. Kiss I'm gonna my have to beep that now. Gluteus maximus. Right, right. Kiss my romper. And my minimus. Don't forget the minimus. The minimus is important. Would you be so you're more of a minimus girl and not a maximus girl? Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna kiss the actual ass, there's minimus and maximus. You can't know, be selected. So the answer as to what the deal is with the tabard, according to Blizzard, who's finally answered, is is that the the tabard that you wear has its own geometry and animation at that bottom part of the tavern there. Yeah, because it kind of flops around. Yeah, and so it would mm-hmm. clip on a robe, and they it didn't like the way it strange, looked. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's why uh, they, they've considered some workarounds for it, but it's not on their urgent list. So yeah, I'd rather they fix Alterac Valley and add new instances and stuff before they <laughs> worry about the tavern. Oh, but I like the way that looks. You know, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why I never. I'm sure a, a lot of a lot of people did uh, did complain about it enough that they it, you know. Because felt... for a spellcaster, I mean, whenever you're casting spells, you know, you, you the character puts their body in a certain way, and then like wind like blows the hair, or blows the clothes a certain way. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's, it's fun to watch. Finally, for people that know what I'm talking about here, when you go to the Sunken Temple and you have to kill that dragon named Aranicus, mm-hmm. which is the one of the Emerald Dragons, you get a little item called the Essence of Aranicus. Yeah, I that, still use it. <laughs> yeah. Trinket. Yeah. The Chained Essence of Aranicus you get by messing around with a little fountain over in the corner. But, anyways, you get that little trinket that you can use, which mm-hmm. makes a poison cloud. Well, 
there's there's a quest to there, there's a guy in an NPC in Swamp of Sorrows that if you bring the chained essence to him, it starts a quest series that will take you all the way to to around the world looking for Ysera, the sleeping dragon in the emerald in the emerald dream, mm -hmm. and it ends abruptly. There's not no more you can do with it. But you turn in your essence and you lose it, and then the mm -hmm. quest ends. People have been wondering what the heck's going on with that, and Blizzard finally answered that in the coming patches, in probably 1.8, the Iranicus quest storyline is going to be expanded significantly, they say, and it's going to have a really cool ending and a really cool reward. And the postulation is already that the quest is going to be some sort of attunement quest or whatever to get into the Emerald Dream or something like that, which would make some sense because Ysera, the sleeping dragon, is in the Emerald Dream. She's not out in the real world walking. So in order to talk to her or see her, you'd have to go there to do it. So that's the news. Okay, it's time for part three of the Altrac Valley segment we've been doing here. And uh, today we're going to talk about tactics, problems, and tips and I believe it's going to be the final uh, Alterac Valley show. So anyways, I'm just going to go over some real quick tips for Alterac Valley. I think these are things that, if there's anything I'm forgetting, Eli will hopefully chime in. But, uh, no. so, anyways, for <laughs> right now, <laughs> be prepared to wait. <laughs> yeah. Get comfortable. Figure out what you're going to do while you wait two hours to get in, because right now the queues are real long, at least on Manorhawk. You know, let me throw in something right now, because it became clear to me what was happening today with something, and it involves Alterac Valley. If you're, once you're in the queue, and say, let's say you're in the queue and you, it says it's going to take an hour, and yeah. you're like, I'm going to go to Scarlet Monastery and farm or something, yeah. right? If you get killed doing anything while you're out there, you when you when you res as a ghost, you get transported back to Alter. Yeah, I've Valley. heard that, but it doesn't happen all the time. It's no, a bug, I think. It is a bug, yeah. but it happens enough that it's people annoying. have brought it up. Yeah. So you could be halfway across the world farming, and you get ported all the way back over to Hillsbrand. Yeah. Yeah. So, I know yeah. it happens to Dranadin quite a bit. It's actually never happened to me, but then... It's happened I to don't me a die of times. as much as some of us do. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I've heard of that, and that's a big pain. I, actually, we should have talked about that in the problem section. But... Which actually really sucks, though. If oh, yeah, because... if you're on the other continent or something. Well, it, what it does is it forces you to do nothing. It yeah. forces you to get in the queue and sit in Ironforge or something, or Agrimar. And this or brings up our other problem, which yeah. or our other tip, which is don't go AFK. Yeah. Um, I don't think it affects your standing in the queue, but if you stay AFK long enough that it logs you out, you're out of the queue. So you can't just right. like log into the queue and come back in an hour. You know right. what I mean? And definitely don't go AFK when you're in the instance, because as soon as you type slash AFK, you're out. You're out. And they do that to prevent people from yeah, sucking from, up faction points and points. Yeah, not that that stops them really, but we'll talk about that right. later. Another thing you should do before you enter the queue just on the off chance you actually get in quickly, is stock up on supplies. And that means meat, if you're a hunter, water. Um, you might want to buy the stuff they have outside the instance if you're running low on the... Some things are available in the instance, but not... Yeah, some things are available in the instance. Actually, that's true. I think meat and all that stuff. I guess I'm thinking more of the stuff that's available outside the instance, yeah. like the bandages. Because it really sucks. When you run out of those cheap bandages, you got to start using expensive ones yeah. for, for a rogue, since I can't heal any other way. Actually, I want to throw out, just step back just a real quick. There is one way to make sure that when you're waiting, you don't get knocked off AFK or go anywhere else. Point yourself into a corner somewhere and put on auto run. You know what, though? I did that once, at least in the instance, and yeah. I got booted out. Really? But I wasn't even gone for that long. I think I was gone for 
ten minutes, maybe. It shouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Maybe I didn't do it right. But yeah, I did that once. I, I put myself into the, like the side of a mountain, basically, huh. and uh, it was a, like a cul-de-sac where I wasn't gonna, you know, well, slide the other off thing is take a paperweight else. or something and put it on like your, your space bar and just jump, jump, yeah, jump. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's kind of a pain. I, you know, one thing that I think would really be cool if Blizzard's listening and if they even care, which is we can enter with our main into the Alltrack Valley queue, log off, and yeah. play our alts. Yeah. Because if it's two hours. I'd rather be leveling up an alt or something. Yeah. Because you never know when you're going to go. I don't know it's why. It's hard to How do How many times lot. I've been in the queue, and I'll say, screw it, I'm going to go do an instance. Mm-hmm. And about the second I actually get to the instance... Yeah. Or get, you join a group. I mean, yeah, at level you, 60, it's not easy to get into a no. group to go to... So you get all set to something. go to the instance, and then it pulls your name from yeah, the Yeah, and queue then you're, you're thinking, well, which do I do now? I've yeah. been waiting three hours to get in the... Yeah. You know, I think this is the, going back to the news though. Yeah. This is, I think, what this they're is what they're address. trying to fix. And so hopefully, it, they know if it's they make a the turnover quicker, yeah. people win or lose quicker. On all track valley, that'll help. Yeah. So, anyways, on with the tips. Uh, another thing is move in groups. And usually, the way it works is there's one or two big packs running around doing stuff. And if you're on your own, <laughs> it's going to be bad for you. Well, maybe not as a rogue because you can stealth or druid, but. Um, you want to stay with the big group because that makes it you less of a target for uh, horde or alliance, and uh, it it might even get you some healing, <laughs> which is our next tip, which is help your allies. I don't know how many times I come stumbling back from you know the front lines with 57 curses on me and poisons on me and the hunter's mark on me and sit next to a priest and die because <laughs> you know some of us can't do anything about that and just a little bit of healing would help us ride out the... it, it's a complaint directed i think yeah. mostly towards priests i mean you you expect that druids and paladins are going to be trying to fight well but there's even other ways it. to help though i mean no, like for example if you're like i often am a rogue just sitting in the kind of towards the back plinking with your crossbow and you see a warrior charge up on a healer go help the healer because they're your, yeah. you know even if yeah. they aren't healing you might as well help him, you know, a cloth wearer who's going to be have a hard time with a warrior. I wonder face. how much of that is due to the fact that the the fighting inside the battlegrounds is so intense and so fast that I think a lot of people have a hard time following it's very what's hard happening. To follow. Yeah, um, and it it also it's just it's not anything like an instance or you know a raid no. group where you can keep track. It's not of deliberate. It's not you know. There's not like. An instance where you go to a safe spot and you yeah. say, "Okay, so now we got to do this," and you do it. Yeah, there are tactics constant. involved, which yeah. is you're going through them, but yeah. they're they're completely different than, than what you find in party yeah. dynamics. Oh yeah, yeah, and plus, which people go down so fast. Oh yeah. Every time I've taken a stab at healing people, they're you know they're yeah. at full health and they're down. Yeah, I think seconds. You, I mean, I, th- I I I my healer is very low level, so I've never been in all track as a healer. I think that you would be, have to be very careful of who you heal. Yeah. Uh, my example, where I'm coming back, where I'm, I'm coming back into safety, and the only thing that's going to kill me are all the dots on me. Yeah. That would be nice to heal a me, because then it's going to yeah. keep me, you know, it won't take me long to bandage myself up, but I can't bandage if I'm taking damage yeah. from a dot or something. I can't eat because of a bug in Alltrack Valley, where if anyone turns in an item and your reputation increases, it kicks you out of your eating or drinking state. I would guess that well-organized guild groups that go in do very well in Alterac, yeah. if they're well-organized. Well, we'll talk a little bit about the, yeah. some of those things that, that we see happen. <laughs> we yeah. haven't, haven't been in a well-organized well, group. Yeah, like you that. know as much as I do that when you go into them, if you don't have a well-organized guild running the show, which sometimes is also problematic, what yeah. you do end up with is like five people saying they're in control, and then half the game yeah. they're fighting about who's in control, and yep. people are yelling yeah. at everybody else for not doing something they want them to do, and 
And, and you have no, personally, have no reason to listen to any of them. No, yeah. And, you, and your ignore list is filled up, so you can't ignore them. <laughs> well, anyways. <laughs> so my last little tip, which is, is time your quests right. So there's a lot of quests in there that you need to do. And some of them you want to do at different times. For, so, for example, I think the Korak quest is the best example. If you do Korak, if you can, not that you're going to have any choice, really, or control over when Korak is done, but if the, somehow Korak, the, the people in the instance decide to do Korak before the enemy team is bottled up, you could actually lose the instance as they, you know, you have to pull at least 20 people away from the front lines to go fight Korak, yeah. and that, then they break out and you're back to, you know, stalemate pretty quickly. I would so. guess that if you if you could collect a dollar for every time someone asks a question in the battlegrounds, mm -hmm. you would be a rich man. If you, can we yeah. do Korak? Can we, can we do Korak? Can we do Korak? Yeah. yeah, probably the most. I don't blame people for asking that because no. it's good, but I understand too that, I mean, if you're coming in for the first few times to do Alltrack, understand that people aren't going to do Korak unless they're winning. Yeah. Because otherwise, or losing. Those are the real, you're either clearly winning or clearly losing. That's yep. when you're going to do Korak. So the, the just be patient is, and try to help win. And the not other, lose. Well, there's a caveat <laughs> to that, though, which is that I find the problem. I mean, I've done the Korak quest. It's great. I got what I got from it. I've done it a couple of times, actually. But most groups don't want to do Korak anymore. The ones yeah. that have gone well, through and done it, the they're very. Yeah, they, 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 they don't have care with about people. The, they don't want to help. No, know, they don't care about the, the new people at all. I'll, I'm willing to, I'm happy to help. But sure. You have I don't, to do I don't the understand right why they, if the horde has been beaten and they've captured the last graveyard, you know, and they can't spawn in anymore, mm -hmm. then why not just wait on killing the final general, go kill Korak, and then come back and kill the general? I mean, yeah. you're not looking yeah. at a, It doesn't take long to do it. That's why you yeah. just want to do it either when you're when you're losing so badly that nothing you're going to do is turn it, will turn it around. Yeah. Or you're so cl close to winning that it's just a matter of running over and doing it and killing the general. That those are the two times I think to do it. Yep. Um, there's other quests. For example, the uh, the one to go get the uh, the banner out of the Storm harpy cavern banner. or whatever the equivalent is for the horde. Um, I think that's a good one to do also when you're losing. <laughs> yeah, but actually the banner quest. I mean, honestly, it's not hard, for but it does a, take for a time. level sixty. You can solo. Right? You can solo it. But yeah. so this is something you can do while your team is. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and you see it happen fairly often. When now, what what's your opinion on the, doing the mines, for example, capturing the mines? Well, we'll talk about that a little bit a little later. But uh, I think the mines are worth doing. But it's hard to know exactly what benefit you get out of collecting the supplies. I've never actually done the supply quest. But it, if you, it ups your it ups your NPC soldiers' abilities. Yeah, that's what they say. But what does that actually mean? Is it like two percent bonus? 10%? No, it, it makes them elites basically. Really? Yeah. We'll see the same thing with the armor scraps. What does that do? Same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's worth doing, but... Plus, I think it makes it possible for well, you we'll to get those armor bonuses. we'll talk about ways to do the mine quests that, that help. I think it makes later. it possible for you to get those armor bonuses as well. All right, so now we'll talk about the uh, tactics involved. Uh, there's a lot of different things going on in Ultrag Valley, and these are some of the things you'll see. Um, probably the, one of the things you'll see is someone come riding up to a graveyard, on a, usually an epic mount, and just go riding on by. And what they're doing there is they're... I should say they're riding an enemy riding up to your graveyard and go riding, riding by. through it. Basically. Riding through it. What yeah. they're doing is they're stripping away the guards. The guards will go running off chasing this guy in the mount, and then the rest of the team come in and start capturing the graveyard. It actually can be done with two people. Oh, yeah. One yeah. person on a mount or by foot, and one rogue or yeah, similar that can just come in and take it. Further down on the list, Eloy. Gosh, jumping all around. I'm not the list. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> So another thing that, that Eloy already mentioned briefly is ninja-ing. That's <laughs> what they usually call it. People say, do you ninja want a ninja graveyard? graveyard? Do you yeah. want a ninja mine? What that is is basically a group of rogues. One way to do it is a group of rogues uh, sneak into the graveyard of the mine 
And uh, usually the way you want to do it with a graveyard is one of them uncloaks or rides by or something to pull away the guards. The other ones contest the graveyard. See, the problem is if there's two people, right? Say a paladin rides by and pulls the, the, the guards away from the graveyard, and then the rogue unstealths and, and contests the graveyard, the guards are just going to come back and kill the rogue. So you're never going to actually take the graveyard because you have to contest it and hold it. Yeah. And you have to kill all those enemy guards. And, you know, one rogue or one anybody's not going to be able to kill it. But the nice thing is is that while that graveyard is contested, it does two things. One thing is that enemies can't spawn there anymore. And so as they're dying up at the front line, they're going to have to spawn further back and run up farther. Which could be a major thing in a battle. Yeah, that can really slow down the, the rate that new yeah. reinforcements come in. Well, because you've got so often in, in the battlegrounds, in Alterac Valley specifically, you have a number of different raid groups that are formed. I mean, there should only be yeah. one. Yeah, there should. In fact, this is something many. I think Blizzard should do: is just put everyone in a raid group or something similar, so that yeah. there's no reason to even be in a raid group. And so you've basically you've, now you've got two or three raids with two or three leaders doing two or three different things. Mm -hmm. So that's where where Crom was talking about the confusion there. Yeah. Often you'll find whole groups break apart into twos because two leaders have two different ideas about how to what get they should done. do. Yeah. Uh, so another tactic you see a lot at the Horde, at least on Manoroth, seems to be especially good at is zerging. Yeah. Which is basically you form up at a friendly graveyard usually. They just sit there, they all mount up, they fight any uh, friendly allies that are trying to take the graveyard and kill them off. And then at a certain point they just charge. And they just charge right through the front lines, get to the, the, the target graveyard. And then there's just so many of them there, you know, there's 30 of them there and that you can't kill them all before the graveyard switches over to the other side. There's not a whole lot of ways to stop that. I can tell you one way that you can help to break it up before it starts. Once it starts, it's very hard to stop them. Yeah, no doubt. But before it starts, what you usually see is the two main groups will come together near a graveyard. They'll fight back and forth. Mm -hmm. The main group that is about to Zerg won't pull out right away, and there'll be sort of a, a standoff. You've got yeah. a couple of guys will kind of go back and forth and you know shoot some range back and forth, but that's mm -hmm. all that'll happen. I found that if you mount up and charge in, sacrifice your life essentially to break them up to make them focus on you now that's gone all the way through them and is now behind them yeah if that gives that. if your team is smart gives them the ample opportunity to <laughs> charge there, and deal yeah. with it yeah. yeah but that 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 happens a lot in fact I, I do that myself a lot because as a paladin obviously i'm not the greatest in pvp currently but i can do things like that which is sort of rally the the other guys to go in and do something about it and yeah. usually i can live through that charge and get back yeah, see as a rogue i <laughs> if I uncloak anywhere near the enemy, I'm dead within three yeah. or four seconds. So, so anyways, yeah, that, that was zerging, and actually you could call it blitzing is really what it is. So another idea that I've had, and I haven't been able to try because, number one, I'm a rogue, and number two, you need a coordinated group, is you group up a, a, a set of, you know, three or four or five high damage classes like hunters or mages who do ranged attacks. And they, they're on Ven they work together on Ventrilo, and they just target enemy players. So they say, okay, target... You know, Bozo or whatever his name is, and maybe you have to do the, like the slash target his name so that you can actually target him because there's so many running around, and then you all just hit him. Yeah. And I, I think you just take him down so fast that no healer could could stop it. And if you just went after all their healers, yeah. it's over. You know. So I'd like to see that tried sometime. Hopefully not against us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, sure some uh, of the more together guilds have attempted something. Oh yeah, I'm sure the more together guilds have all kinds of strategies that we don't even know about yeah. because, uh, you know. On our uh, on Manoroth, we tend to just be on the receiving end of these things. But anyways, I think that would be pretty cool. And then the last tactic or strategy that you see a lot is the arcane explosion rush slash spam. Mage spam. Mage attack. spam. 
what it is basically is the mages, if they specialize right, can do an instant arcane explosion, which is a group attack, group or a area of effect attack that goes out around them, you know, ten yards or something, yeah. and does a lot of damage. And what they do is they rush in, they freeze. In yeah, oftentimes in groups, but even by themselves, they can do a lot of damage. Yeah. They do their area effect freeze, which sticks people in place, and then they just keep spamming that arcane explosion until it ends an instant cast, so they can get five or six or seven out. If there is die. more than one of those, it, that is You're that's over. deadly. Yeah. They they can cut down a group of twenty in no time yeah. at all. Yeah. Cut right through them. It's and as a rogue, if I'm like stealth near the front line, I go down almost immediately. Yeah. Because I just don't have the hit points. Often what you see, too, is you see those groups of mages doing that with dedicated healers. Yeah, and they have so healers you, healing them and yeah. shielding them. and Yeah, yeah it's, it's bad. It's tough. And I don't know if they're gonna if Blizzard will try and fix that or if that will remain a The valid. only way you can stop that is early. Mm -hmm. Basically, once it starts, i found, it's over. Yeah. I mean, if they if, if there's a coordinated group using that mage spam technique, they'll take it Well, there's some the things you can do. If, you, if your group, if your front line is not bunched up, yeah. and you can afford to give up ground... And back away from it, and especially if the hunters have like uh, traps out, or if you happen to be lucky enough to be horrid and you have shamans with their snaring totems out, yeah. um, that'll slow them down a little bit. If they, you know, if they don't time it right, if they if they do it right, they can just blow away your totems, I suppose, before you can get in. But yeah, it's bad news. We, it's it's a tough tactic to beat. There has been and twice actually where we have beaten the horde on our end, anyways, all the way back to their their main area, and almost won the game. And as the horde started dropping off and going on to get into a queue of another battleground, a Duke large, well-formed group came <laughs> like in. Logging out of the end. Yes, yeah. So, so we, we lose some of the horde players that were getting beaten. We but beat them all the way back. And then a guild men. group or something comes in who's very coordinated. And we've been all the way at their side. And then within, and that was after two or three hours worth of work. And then within a half an hour, they've beaten us all the way back yeah. to the other side of the map using that mage technique. It's almost impossible to break. It's hard to fight. Like you know, can. this kind of gets into a sort of a side issue on this, which is that what we're saying only works if you're an organized group, and Cromley's already said that, but the frustration comes is when you're on the other side, on the receiving end, and you have the ability maybe to either do the same thing or to stop it in some way. Usually but, it doesn't happen because you're going to have your yeah. two priests are not interested in grouping, yeah, they're two interested out of 40 in being... You know, standing shadow, over in a yeah, corner. Yeah, and they're spec, and they can't heal very well. Yeah, or they're standing in a corner, and they're sucking up faction. Yeah. Or you've got, you know, five out of the six high-damage warriors are standing down there fishing, sucking up faction, yeah. as everyone else is getting beaten. So this that kind of stuff happens a lot, too, and that yeah. drives me nuts. And this is actually the next section, with this, which is problems. And coordination, I think, is still one of the major problems. But do you and, guys want some, high, some character from some uber guild to come in and say, I'm from... Insert guild name here. Oh, I'm already. running the, the. Well, yeah. I mean, usually you have four or five happens. of those people. Doing yeah, that. I know. But you but know what? I don't you know can, how you solve it. But entirely. you can. You can tell. There's a. Some people lead and they lead well and you follow them because it's clear they know what they're doing. Yeah. And they don't have to demand you do it. It's just it's a it's a presence that they have and I think that's true whether it's in a game or with real people. Real life. Sure. You know, sure. but there are but yeah you're always going to have the people too and every time we've been in there there's been three or four people that are like I'm Almost a every time. I'm a pvp night ranking so therefore you're going to listen to what listen i say to me. Yeah. and they give the worst possible instructions yeah. but the, the groups that i've been in have been successful have worked together organically it sort of just formed up and worked 
and the it's leadership nice has yeah. just mm-hmm. gelled right away that a couple of people stand out and they get along and they agree with each other, but it's not preformed. Yeah. The guild that raids that come in rarely. are usually pretty organized too, mm-hmm. but what I've found is that the guild raids that go in, at least on the alliance side, are more interested in either throwing the match by cheating with mm-hmm. another horde guild, or they're interested in farming rep. Yeah. and honor and they could care less about winning the match yeah which is weird because you get so much more for winning the match i don't know what yeah. they think they're getting out of it so then that's that's another thing that I or they just don't want to work with any, anybody who's outside their guild and that happens so a lot too important yeah yeah so I, that's something that i hope blizzard can address at some point too because it like like we talked about last time in the early days it was a lot of fun but as it's gone on and people have found exploits well, and whatever, as it, now yeah. it's and not as, as it much gets more and more yeah. yeah i don't know how you would solve this maybe blizzard would you know, have some way that there is a commander who somehow... You could do it like Battlefield 2, where it's voted or something, you know? You vote when you come in. That's true, but that could get really bad, well, it too, could get a problem. Because then you'd get, yeah. you know, 15 people from the Uber Guild, and the five people who aren't, they're going to vote their Uber Guild leader guy yeah. in, who's only going to care about their guild. But I think that's gotten a little better, at least lately. The few times I've been in lately, I've had no problems getting into the raid groups. Actually, you know, that's, that's one thing where... It's got a 51 to 60 level range, mm-hmm. and usually you, you see a lot of complaints from a lot of the 60s in there, which I think are unfounded. Which is, you know, if you're, I've, I've heard it even said as blatantly as this: if yeah. you're not 60, leave. leave. Yeah, I've heard that too. Uh, and it's it's ridiculous. But here, it's lame. I, I know why they say it, and they say it because in a PvP setting, if you're a level 51 against a 60, well, well you're, you're going to get owned basically. Probably, that, that, that's but there's thing. roles. Like if you're a 51 priest. Half time, I think I'd rather have a 51 priest than another rogue in there. Because they can heal. Well, yeah. And they can still heal a hell of a lot better than I can. I, I guess my point <laughs> with it is is that I don't I don't, I don't, don't agree with, with the cat calling with it, but yeah. I understand at least why they're saying it. No, I, I understand though, for the warriors and stuff. I yeah. think, though, that the quest completions for the things like the Forest Lord and the Ice Giant and the Ram Riders and the Wolf Riders and all that stuff, the the lower level players from like 51 to 56 or so if they can concentrate on getting those things done yeah. they can help fundamentally more than they could sometimes being in the front lines yeah even if they're 60s yeah it Do boils much. down to every class regardless of what people say about the game every class is fairly well balanced regardless so. of small problems that exist in each class yeah. and every class benefits the other to some extent every class has something that the other one lacks mm-hmm. and so if you understand class dynamics and how each class fits together like a puzzle piece if you learn and exploit those advantages you're going to work much better much much better as a group than you would not doing those things yeah so the priest should well, I think the other the thing should, is that you know, et some of these uber elite guilds who come in and, and deny, you know, won't let other people join the raid or just generally be a pain in the keister. <laughs> um, gluteus minimus. Gluteus minimus. They're not, your, your goal, even if it, they're low levels, should be to help the low levels. If you want your side to do better, yeah. you want more level 60s, you, gotta, you should help them. If, that's, if your loyalty is to your side, be it Horde or Alliance, there's no reason not to help the low levels. Let me ask a question. Go ahead. Are there special fish that you can catch only in El Valley? I don't Unknown. know. You see a lot of people fishing there. I, I think, think there is an item that yeah, you Yeah, I heard a rumor there's an item. Yeah. So why get upset with people that are there to get the item? Well, the problem is, is If there that... was one or two of them, maybe, not a problem. But I've yeah. been in there or literally... Or winning, a... clearly. But wait a minute. I've been in there literally, where you have a 40-person group in there. Is it 30 or 40? 40 is the max. 40 max. So you've got a full group in there. 
and there are 30 people down there fishing, dancing, and standing around at the lake, while 10 people are getting their butts handed to them. And to go you start looking people, around, and you're like, well, we got five people who are just not, who haven't moved since the match begun, who are doing some kind of AFK cheat thing, and then you got three people who are just farming. I wish they would just go farm in another in instance. Yeah. You know that they. Can I don't. I, I understand if you're and, like if you're losing totally and people go down and do that. I don't really care. Yeah. Because I mean, there's a certain point where there's nothing you can do to win. Agreed. Short of minor miracles. Well, and you hear the the debate for that yeah. argument is that it it simply boils down to the GMs and Blizzard itself hasn't said that there's anything wrong with doing these things. So no, therefore, it must be okay against the rules if that's how you define it. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's what I have a, sure. a problem with. It's just that so yeah, well, there's ruin nothing... the game for other people because Blizzard doesn't tell you something you should already know yeah. automatically. Well, and that... it's just a matter of. But you what know... if they just want to? What if there is some an item that they really want, or what if there's a certain fish that they can get there that they really want for some kind of a potion or something? And you're gonna. What I'm saying is that 30% of the weight, or I'm sorry, um, 75% of the group that's in there fishing is a problem. Yeah. Because then no one's benefiting but the guys who are being selfish fishing. And it's a whatever and it's not it is, just it's fishing, it's a lot of things. Yeah. You'd have to go there to know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, I've never been. But yeah. many times, I mean, if you can see... It's a frustration thing. When you're in there, you can see everyone but the, op- the opposing on side the on the map. And so often you'll have the, wherever the the main front is taking place, the main battle. That's where most people are. That's where are, most hopefully. everybody is. And then you've got the you know ten fifteen people on the outskirts or up by the entrance just standing still and they're there the entire game. Yeah. And you know what they're doing? They're not helping. They're just. And they probably have. I'm assuming that there's a mod out there that. I, I could see that there being a mod or sure. a cheat that you basically it joins you into queues automatically and it yep. just keeps you AFK without getting kicked out. To me, and so they just leave their log, character logged it's in. Just and a, get it's just a lower form of cheating. And I'm just going to call it like I see it. That's how I see it. People yeah. have waited in a queue for two hours along with you. And they want to tr- have a and good chance play, at winning. You know? And you're going to go in there and screw off, basically. Yeah. So right. I think we'll wrap up the uh, the Alterac Valley discussion there. There's other battlegrounds. There's Horsong Gulch. There's the new one coming out. We'll cover those as, as we see fit. Um, and uh, if, you're, if you're level 60 or even, I guess, level 51 to 60, try out Alterac Valley. It's it can be a lot of fun, or it can be really frustrating. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Nick Winter Show, and I do the entertaining. Thank you. Let's go out with something really hot for these folks. A big hit out of 77. A Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them How about that nutty Star Wars bar? Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask. Did he scare you as much as he scared me? Ah, Star Wars! Those here in Star Wars! My seventh winner up here! Star Wars!
welcome to Out of Character. This is Karen Kutir. It's been a nice couple of weeks since we talked last. Today I'm going to talk about guilds. And in the on the RP servers, guilds are, as I think I mentioned on the forums, kind of, they can be the key to the city. On not only on the RP servers, but on the other servers as well. So, oh, yeah. And looking for qualities, the qualities that you look for in a guild on the RP server are different than the qualities you look for in a PvP or PvE server. It really depends upon what you want out of the game. In RP land, um, we kind of think about what do we want out of a guild. We want people that we want to be able to converse with. We want people we want to be able to further our character storyline with, to be able to go to events with, things like that. And as a new player onto an RP server, probably that your best friend is going to be able to go on to the World of Warcraft Realm site. If you go to the main World of Warcraft page on the left, click Realm Forums, select the realm that you've rolled your RP character on, and click on that name. The page will come up, and there at the very top there'll be a sticky which will say uh, RP Guild Listings here, or RP Guild Listings Final. Most realm pages also have a post your looking for a realm post here. You can post on the topic about looking for a guild. A lot of them include putting your name, your class, your race, your backstory, um, how much RP you want to do, what you're looking for in a good guild, um, and what you can contribute to a guild. Usually those are the, the topics they want you to touch on. And those are like 14, 15, 16 pages long. So if you've got no idea how to go about posting something like that, click on that link and look through a few things that some of the other people have posted. You'll get a pretty good idea of, of different backstories you can go on or different ways you can describe yourself. Then if you don't want to post there, if you don't want to put your information out there, you just want to surf through the other guilds that are out there, click on that guild listing link. There's a lot of good information out there for guilds. There are some guilds that aren't very RP heavy. Uh, you'll see light to moderate RP. Others are very heavy RP and they have screenings that you have to do to get into the guild. They have um, different ways that guilds are made up. Some are... Um, hazing. <laughs> I don't think they have hazing. Oh, man. But, you know, they, they might. That actually would make sense from an RP standpoint. You know, you've got to go hazing. and get your character drunk at the end, and you got to see if you can stand up to... Slash sheep. There you go. Well, then you'd do better. There there are guilds on the RP servers that are... Some of them are designed to, to go to and to finish the endgame instances, the endgame content. There's some that are just there for casual role-playing and just to kind of hang out with friends and talk about the latest stuff. There are some there that are for heavy RP and that aren't involved at all in seeing the endgame content. There are some that are just there to help out lower characters. There are some that are faction-based, not faction-based, race-based or class-based. There are druid-only guilds. There are night elf-only guilds. There are gnome-only guilds. There are dwarf-only guilds. So it's there's a lot of stuff out there to look at. So check out those two listings on the forum pages and um, kind of take a look around and see what things are before you get yourself inv involved in a guild too early on if you're not entirely sure what you want to do. That said, I'd mentioned that I'm in a new guild. Our old guild um, kind of split into two different groups, and the people that I had spent the most time with went to a different group, so I kind of went with them, um, knowing them better than the other folks. Our makeup of our guild isn't exactly as organized as some other guilds that I've seen. I, I saw that um, we've had a couple posters on the site who talk about 
um, events that they've planned and things like that. And that's something that's really cool in an RP guild. Ours is starting to do that on Scarlet Crusade, but some guilds are very organized where they organize events where they advertise on the server across the world and they say, um, you know, come to, for example, the Mage Quarter at 7 o'clock server time for, you know, an RP event or things like that. There are, if you don't know, know where there are any events going on on your RP server, you can join the RP channel. Sometimes there are special channels that are dedicated only to RP. We had a quote-unquote tavern on our server on Scarlet Crusade that was designated just for RP. So you step into the tavern, which is a certain channel, and people will be talking, and so you just RP there without having to be physically in the same place, which I thought was pretty cool. And speaking of events, guild events on the RP servers, uh-huh. I happened across something today that's talking about the forthcoming RP PvP server that's coming out. Mm-hmm. The guilds on both sides, whether Horde or Alliance, are talking about teaming up to deal with people on the RP servers who are causing problems on the RP PvP, i.e., People who are being idiots and screaming things in non-RP. People who are ganking people just to be annoying okay. uh, and causing problems for the well, RPers that, that from, the, from, from the standpoint of just trying to <laughs> grief RPers. And so the guilds that are going to be RP guilds on the new RP PvP server that are already forming up and are already talking about policing the server and trading information about who's an idiot on the Horde side, <laughs> where he is, what we'll guild him. name he is, yeah. we'll trick him into being at this spot at this time, you guys come gank him repeatedly. <laughs> what we talked about earlier was getting a bunch of folks together to play on Whisperwind. I would love to start a channel on the Horde side on Whisperwind once we get this started dedicated only to RP for those of us who are going to play on the PvE server who would like to RP on that Um, in that faction. So once we get closer to an organized time when we can actually do that, I will let you all know. I'll post it on the forums and we can kind of go from there. Those of you out there who are interested, um, I will post something on the forums so we can talk about it and we'll go from there. So I'd love to hear your feedback. Please let me know. And any other ideas, I'd love to hear them. So that's it for this week. I will talk to you guys next week. start a new semi-recurring segment now, similar to what Cronley's doing with the Dark Corner on Paladins. Uh, this would be the Holy Warrior section, and I am the Holy Warrior, Iloisius. Oh, that yeah, is okay. me. So, <laughs> I'll buy that. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll start this time You're around a warrior, just giving a... Huh? A holy warrior. I'm a, I'm a holy warrior. Okay. We'll just start this time with trying to introduce people that may, may not know a whole lot about Paladins into the basics of the class. And I'll go over some misconceptions with the class, some issues that do exist with the class currently, and then talk about what's good about playing a paladin. There's something good about playing a paladin? You can heal yourself. Oh, okay. You get pink armor. This is why I made a misconceptions area. (laughs) (laughs) So much hate for the paladin. Haters. Um, So a paladin is basically a warrior-priest hybrid. It's the closest thing in the game to the classic knight in shining, shining armor kind of deal. Um, so if you want to play like a classic knight who fights for right, a paladin is With probably magical the best powers. Way. But, you know, having said that, talking about your RP thing, Kern Katera, 
there's no reason you couldn't play a dark paladin who could be, you know, sort of like an inquisitor. Wait, kind did I hear of... that right? You say dark paladin? Because I know one already. <laughs> <laughs> this actually, segment's going to go nowhere. Actually, you know, that, that, that's a good point. I there, kept my mouth shut. There are people that have, um, that have created characters but put a twist on it in their RP. Towards being a bad paladin? Sure, or warlocks who actually are don't actually aren't actually controlled by the twisting nether that are you know, they do that because they have to, but their bent is really more towards this or the paladins who are you know, they're disillusioned yeah. with the church and they're actually can see the horde side of things, so they right. begrudgingly have to do stuff. So. And there was in EverQuest there was a, a counter part to the paladin which was the Shadow Knight, I think it was called. That was kind of what you're saying is a dark paladin. Yeah, yeah. So, it'd be cool it, if the only may, thing it might can, be. A, Maybe that's how they'll. Well, and they're talking about revising our talent trees, so maybe they'll do something along those lines. I honestly don't know. They do with the priest, obviously. The priest can be a shadow shadow priest priest. or a holy priest, so and it changes quite a bit. At any rate, I play the paladin because he's a classic good guy knight, and I figured that's what I wanted to play. The paladin as a class is pretty hotly debated, and it's kind of a controversial class. I mean, are we uber or are we nerfed? (laughs) <laughs> and that that I mean you know the, the paladins and some other sympathetic classes will say that we're nerfed and almost everybody else says that we're uber. Well, that's true of every class. <laughs> it, yeah. Everyone you know on the boards will say their class is nerfed and all the other classes. Well, are and nerfed. I think in the in the beginning when we first started playing, uh, we we had a specific seal that was not working properly. Yeah, I remember that. that yeah, and the fact that it wasn't <laughs> working properly did make us pretty uber. It yeah. it, it was supposed to do. You it lets you swing faster, but does less DPS per mm-hmm. se, or less yeah less DPS. Mm-hmm. But it actually was swinging faster and doing more DPS, Oops. and that was a problem. <laughs> so you know a lot of a lot of the paladins said, "Oh, we got nerfed." Well, we didn't get nerfed. We got yeah, corrected. Yeah. yeah, we were fixed, and right now we're working properly. So there's a lot of people that leveled up to 60, 50, and sixty, and then that came they in. Then they didn't know how to play their yeah. class anymore. So well, in a way, they still got nerfed because their, you know, their their capabilities were reduced. Yeah. Even but, if, but the capabilities weren't supposed that to That goes into some of the misconceptions on what a paladin is, though. Paladins are not a tank. They're not a high DPS class like a rogue or a mage. Currently, in the current way that paladins are built with all the talent trees, we're a support class. Unless you have a tremendous gear, or just a bunch of tremendous gear, really like tier 2 armor or whatnot, or and bonuses to hit and attack power. I, mm-hmm. Then maybe you can be a tank or a DPS class. Also, yeah. if you have a superior weapon, there's a guy, for example... With Cromley and I in a in a uh, instance raid that we did last week that had the hand of Ragnaros mace and he pretty much could have tanked anything. He yeah. had great gear plus he had that mace. He was more yeah, uber than almost helps. anyone I've seen in the game. But that hammer is an eighty point four DPS hammer. Two so, two hand or one hand? A two hander. It's yeah. pretty good. And it's a legendary. It's an orange item. But Holy anyway, yeah, the, the point is is that yeah he's <laughs> I just figured he's another paladin running around. So paladins are a support class. Yeah, so they're a support class, and that's how they were originally intended. In fact, if you read Blizzard's description of a paladin, that's exactly how they're described. And that's how they were described from the beginning. Mm -hmm. But people have the misconception, and I would say mostly the people that have this misconception are those that are playing the paladins, that they are going to be as strong and as much of a tank as... The warrior, and as much of a healer as the priest, and yeah. neither is true. That's how it is. That's at least that's how it should be of any combo class like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're a jack of all trades, not yeah. 
It's true. Well, the problem with our DPS, or damage per second, is not that it's lacking, necessarily, but that it, it can't be controlled. It might be lacking. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we can't... We, we rely on chance to have our damage output. Uh, there's, there's a complete lack of burst DPS. For example, the warrior can control his DPS by doing stuff like execution, and so can the rogue. certain strikes... powers that are called strikes Mm -hmm. sinister strike I think Mm -hmm. is the rogues right so you can burst your DPS you can kind of you can attack people with strength at moments that you choose but with Mm -hmm. the paladin you have nothing you rely on chance so one fight you might crit 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 and knock somebody down quick and you're feeling pretty good about yourself and the next fight it takes you 20 minutes to knock somebody down okay I don't know anything about paladins so you don't have any spells you can cast on anybody you do but they are small and they don't do enough damage yeah I think you have like you have a stun and you have a uh, one. It's called holy one shock. Nuke. Yeah, yeah, holy shock. But it it's a very, very small slow nuke. time time down. Yeah, cooldown or yeah. whatever. Hmm. So we're not gods in PvP. A lot of people think that we are. The people that I've heard this most from are people who play on the PvP, PVE or the RP servers, mm-hmm. and they're usually lower levels. And I've been asked frequently about, you know, you're a paladin. You must be a god in PvP. Nobody can stop you. Well, I you think if you don't know the paladins very well, it, it, it makes sense that you think, like, well, they're a warrior who can heal themselves. So yeah. You can see why people would say, well, wow, they must well, really be Well, and as a paladin playing, yeah. if you're playing on a PvE or an RP server and you haven't had a lot of PvP experience, your experience is playing from the PvE end. Yeah. At the PvE end, you, can you take cannot a be killed if yeah. you know what you're doing. So you probably think you are, Uber. I would just say that there are considerable issues currently with being a PvP paladin, and those issues, thankfully, probably, are getting looked at. It's probably the... I, I imagine any support class is going to be hard to play in PvP. Yeah. Because you can't defend yourself as well. No, it is... There are difficulties so, there. Or but at least like, you're... The fact that you're, if you win, it's going to be through time and just wearing down someone. Yeah. So, yeah. it makes and it that's, hard. Like, I'll get into that at some point when I do one of these, and I'll talk about tactics for playing a paladin in all sorts of situations, both PvE and PvP. Oh, pretty much involved hitting the Windows key. <laughs> so the current issues in PvP don't break the class. It's just that they're mostly PvP specific. And since Blizzard's working on fixing them anyways, yeah, they're going to be dealt with. At Might least. as well wait and see what Blizzard's doing. Right. So learning to play the Paladin class correctly is the key. And once you learn that, then the rest will follow. Will follow suit. So, so what's good? I've just listed off some of the misconceptions and the bad things about the Paladins currently. Those are the things that are most well-known and that people complain about. So what's good? Bright armor. Bright armor. Everybody has bright armor, except for the rogue that I has some armor. of the best armor <laughs> in the game. Yeah. So without going into the bright yeah, armor, um, a Paladin is great at healing. Uh, really, really good. With cloth priest gear, um, healing is even better. Really? Paladin can heal very, can very heal confidently. A priest. Cannot, not necessarily. It depends on the priest playing. In mm-hmm. some cases, I've seen them out heal. Maybe out heal a shadow priest. Uh, oh, definitely mm-hmm. out heal a shadow yeah. priest. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But paladins can be very, very competent healers. You can be very confident if you just wear a lot of uh, intellect spec gear. So you can get um, a lot which, of... which I'll throw in here right now. If you look at the gear that Blizzard has provided as the end game gear for paladins, it's not plus stamina and plus strength gear, which goes to warriors. Yeah. It's plus intellect and plus spirit and then some stamina and etc. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, if you really wanted to do damage DPS in melee, you'd either be a rogue or a warrior. Yeah. You know. Well, and see, you know, so many of us had it wrong early on because I remember specking, you know, in the 40s 
30s and 40s, I would always get plus strength, plus stamina, mm -hmm. because I figured attack power is plus strength, so the more strength I have, the better I'm going to be at doing DPS, and while that's true, but, yeah, but, yeah there's that big well, one. Well, so. and that just gimps yourself, because then you can't heal yourself as well. Yep. You, as a paladin, you're excellent in parties. You're not just a buff bot and a heal bot, which is what people make fun of us for doing. The paladins that don't know how to play their class are usually relegated to just buff bot and heal bot, which, which means, for people who don't know, that you just cast buffs on people and you do secondary follow-up healing to druids or priests and you kind of hang back and don't do anything. I've seen people doing that, and I've seen paladins relegated to that role by group leaders that don't know what they're doing. But if you know your class... If you learn to use your stuns and seals, like the Seal of Justice, for example, that stops people from stops mobs and PvE from running from you. If you learn these things correctly, and your healing abilities, and use them correctly, to use your healing abilities to augment the main healer, and also use cleanse and some other things to get diseases and curses mm -hmm. and stuff off of other players, you become kind of a core player in the group. With enough healers in a party, uh, so that you don't have to do backup healing, paladins can also melee to a great effect without pulling the aggro away from the main tank because yeah, they can add damage without yeah we don't aggro. do enough dps to usually hold the mob from a from a yeah. tank standpoint because you're not a tank yeah but i mean you know four paladins together with an average of about 150 dps a piece which is that, that's pretty steep for a paladin and that's pretty average mm -hmm. so you got 450 what is it 450 dps you know there's three yeah so Pet? did i say that that's a lot of damage yeah. so at any rate, it's good extra damage, so there's you no might reason... might add up to one rogue. Well, and the other thing is, too, is that the, the Paladin can go ahead and melee fight, and also, you know, they can take the pounding they need to take while watching the other people mm -hmm. at the same time and doing some backup healing and cleansing. Well, so, and if they do get a few lucky crits, they can actually take the damage. Yeah. Unlike a, like a rogue or something, where yep. if, you, <laughs> if you do too well, you're in trouble. <laughs> you have to vanish or something. So, I'd say that... The, the fact that paladins are pretty easy to play, we don't have a lot of uh, a lot of buttons to push. There's not a lot of different spell options. Usually, you do one seal. If you know what you're doing, you judge it. You go to another seal, and you sit there and you swing away for the next 20 seconds, mm -hmm. leaving you pretty free to do almost anything. Pay attention to what's going yeah. on. Yeah, so that ease of play and the fact that you have all-around hardiness with your armor and, and etc., um, makes the paladin class pretty well suited as a group leader. So you can focus more on mid-battle tactics uh, than many classes can. And what I mean by that is if you're... You, you can go things. in and coordinate things because you have less to do during the fight than yeah. other classes have to do to watch things. Mm -hmm. And so you can monitor others and also monitor the mobs around you. I find myself doing that a lot in instances where I'll engage a mob, start fighting, and then turn the camera around in circles a couple of times and make sure that I'm watching who's coming in and yeah. shout out at or incoming or yeah. whatever. Um, and I do that a lot because I can. I don't have a whole lot to do during a fight other than watch yeah. other people and see what they're doing and watch my own levels and just make sure I'm not yeah, going like as a contrast for a rogue, I have to dance around, try and stay behind, keep hitting Sinister Strike, keep yeah. an eye on the combo points. Well, I know, like, keep Karn... an eye on, if I get one hit, I might have to run away because... Yeah, and as a priest, I mean, I'm doing the same thing. Heal, 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 heal. Yeah, <laughs> kill the rogue. I'm, I'm staying way in the back, like, yeah. behind a bush so nobody can see me, and I'm keeping everybody else in my, in my line of sight so I can see their levels and heal. See, the difference between us, though, is that while you can heal better than me, you couldn't take any damage. Yeah, so if, if, you you draw, were, if you heal too much. I can sit yeah. up there and just keep getting wailed on while I take care of other people that's that's especially yeah. if you use a shield or something mm -hmm. that you know brings your armor up another 25 percent or so so 
and some other really positive things about Paladins, that there's many undead-specific spells and abilities, uh, and those are great for some instances or zones, like either of the Plague Land zones, um, Stratholm zones, or instances, Scalamans. Yeah. yeah, there's some things in there that Paladins only can do um, that other classes can't do, so it sort of makes you a, a must-have class in some of those instances. Also... You have very high armor, like I said before, uh, with a shield and devotion aura up. For me personally, my armor is 64 or 87. What does that compare to yours? Mine is, I think, without any buffs, mine's like 1600. Yeah, so this is me with just <laughs> wow. a shield. And you have a lot more hit points. Yeah, just a shield and devotion aura, but no buffs. It's 64 or 87. Yeah, so I that, that's it a down, lot of armor. I think mine's like 16 or 1900, maybe. It's that's under 2000. It's probably debatable. To be, yeah, it's debatable yeah, depending on the class. Yeah. I mean, warriors are probably going to have comparable armor to some extent, but with with the fact that we have devotion aura, which adds uh, armor points, we probably have more armor than almost any other class and in you the can game. Heal. And I would shield. guess, and we can heal and shield. Yep. Some class specific perks that we get that other classes don't get. We get a free mount at forty, which some classes don't. The only other class that <laughs> gets a free mount is uh, the warlock, and it's a pretty sweet mount. It's a military-looking, old-fashioned knight kind of warhorse, and there's a neat quest with it. Also, we get really fantastic class specific quests right now, more than any other class. I think it's us and the warlocks again that get the most. But yeah, uh, I don't have any. They're great. I, I mean, at level. Uh, or somewhere around level 20 or so, you start getting the Varigan's Fist quests chain, and Varigan's Fist is a it's a two-hand mace oh, that you that. can get. Yeah, I remember we helped, <laughs> you helped me get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a quest chain that you have to uh, go and and do all these things to get your. It's a at pretty that, powerful at that weapon, level, yeah. very powerful yeah. two-hand weapon. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Some people have said it's you know needs to be nerfed and paladins suck and yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't worry about too much. It's, you're not yeah. going to use it for too many levels. But it was very good. Somewhere around level 20. Um, and then there's, of course, uh, the Epic Mount quest. quest that I'm currently doing now. And, you know, I decided... I, I could have bought one. Like, you're buying yours for, what is it, 900 gold or something? I have, yeah, 800 or 900. I decided to run the quest because I figured if the guys are going to build the quest for me, then I might as well do them. And yeah. It's been fun and interesting and whatnot. So there's a lot of good things about Paladins. So if you're into playing them, go for it and give it a shot and let me know on the boards, you know, what kind of other questions you have. As I get more information on this stuff, I'll come back with more segments of Holy Warrior and cover different things about the auras, about our talent trees, about different buffs we have, about play styles and tactics in both PvE and PvP and, and some other things. Alright, well that wraps up our show for September 12th. This is Show number seven, I believe. Oh, and that's right. Yeah. Lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. So make sure you head up to our site, as usual. It's www.taverncast.com. Uh, and check out our forums there. Register if you haven't before. You'll just need a username and a password. And uh, also check out our store at www.taverncaststore.com. And if you'd like to support Taverncast, help us defray some of our bandwidth and equipment costs, you can support us by going to www.taverncast.com and looking for the support button on the homepage there. It's in the lower left-hand corner, if I remember, on the homepage. And uh, another thing we have coming up is we'd like to ask people to submit their stories. Audio. We want audio from you. So make an MP3, uh, try to keep it under, I don't know, a meg or two, and uh, send it to our email address, taverncast at taverncast.com. And we'll play your story. And the reason we're asking for audio is we think that that'll be a little more interesting for people to hear other voices rather than us just reading somebody's story. P3, I think, for a lot of people. Or it's easier than listening to us read through one of your own posts, which were very well written but wouldn't be very well read. 
We found that it was kind <laughs> of boring sounding. We're actually mostly so. illiterate here. <laughs> Just so you know. We can't hardly read. And then we'll be back next week with more Tavern Cast, uh, more stuff to talk about, more topics, and maybe more card. Maybe card. Don't forget to send me an email at currentcaterryahoo.com if you know that TV show. What was the thing Get again? the special prize. Special prize. Mecca lecca high, mecca hiney ho. Mecca lecca high, mecca chiney ho. Are you sure it wasn't Star Trek? You can see Kirk saying that. Mecca lecca high, mecca hiney ho, Spock. No? Your answer is most illogical. Alright, goodbye. See ya. Bye. <laughs> The world of Warcraft is the property of Blizzard Entertainment and all rights are reserved. Tavern Cast does not endorse underage drinking and urges those of you who are of age to have a stout heart and drink responsibly. Tavern Cast is a Snapdragon production. So, all right. So, <laughs> I'll drink for you. I will too. Um. Uh. All right. So. All right. So. There he goes. Drink. Final <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> break. Thank you. <laughs> okay, it's time for part three of the uh, Alterac Valley. Instance tips and shows and stuff. <laughs> All right, here we go again. Here, you, you want to just redo the show? Brought to you this week by Beer. Donate. Go to our store. Karg's not here. I played games this week. So did everybody else. The news is Blizz said some stuff. Taggers and Tabs are tough. Which is going to take four months to get here. And, and Aranicus. That's all you need to know. What's up with you, Cromley? What, no, no, what, was that, what was the first line? Um, cast your cares away. Yeah. Worries for another day. Let the music and They break. ate those like little buildings. Down they ate the little buildings. That, that was the freakish. Did they show. eat the buildings or did they eat the little buildings? No, they ate the buildings, ate the buildings that buildings. the builders made, I thought. Down a fraggle rock.